starting. We're on the boat. We're on the boat. And we have our rations stored. And uh, uh, the mast, uh, the, the sail has been lifted. It is flowing in the air majestically. And we are about to set sail on... The media boat. The media boat. Hi, uh, my name's Matt. And I'm Mike. And he's Mike. And he's Matt. And yes. Glad we covered that twice. <laughs> we needed to cover that twice. <laughs> yes, just in case. Because I feel like we don't say our names during the like the meat of the podcast. So I bet probably most people who have listened have totally forgotten who was who. It's okay. I'm making the one making jokes is Mike. The one trying to be serious is Matt. That's not always true. That's true. That's actually like. Not nearly true. That is our total shtick. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I don't... Okay. Okay, I have a confession I'm... to make. I've never listened to an episode of this podcast, so I Yay! can't tell you if that's true. That's okay. <laughs> I only listened to about 10 seconds just to make sure it works. <laughs> Fair enough. And then I, I just let it play so it gets the audio. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who would listen to it this. It counts They're as crazy. a view count or whatever. Yes, maybe, actually. But if you're listening to this... Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for your continued support. I don't know what you're, what you're going through right now in your life, but we appreciate it. Anyways. <laughs> so, Dan, the meaty boat, uh, we have a bunch to talk about. It's been a week since our last podcast. It's definitely been a week. That's usually how it works when you do a weekly podcast. That, that's a weekly podcast. So yes. we're going to start like with movies like we usually do. What do we got on the docket for movies? On the movies, we have, I don't know why I still have Star Wars on here. Oh, do we not have an update, box office update for Star Wars? I know that. Or is it relevant to do this anymore? It has yet to cross $2 billion. I know that much. So it's not really relevant for us to do this anymore. That's what it sounds like. What no, what position was it what, what, what was it at last weekend? It was third. It's still third. It is yet to cross $2 billion. Okay. Um, it's still stuck there. It should oh, – because it's coming to a slow crawl now. Well, I meant in the top ten last week. Oh, so like it's number last three. weekend, it was. Oh, it was also number three there. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh yeah, and then it dropped to number five this weekend, this past weekend. That's what I was asking. Oh yes. <laughs> no. Last, last podcast. I mean, as this past weekend that passed between yeah, the podcasts. It dropped to five. Okay, then. It, so yeah, it's but not. Still made over ten million dollars. Right. Fair enough. I mean, I part part of the problem here. I saw a movie last week and this week and neither of them were star wars so yeah i guess i'm part of it so yeah it's tides um, are turning star wars coming to a slow crawl the ties are turning eh. Uh, eh. the tie fighters y- yes thank you for explaining the joke well i'm sorry <laughs> some people might think actual ties what no why we're talking about star wars i feel like most people would know i wasn't talking about actual ties what what what, what is your what for? Oh, no. We're not talking about actual No, we're ties. not talking about actual ties. Yeah. Um, made $14 million this past weekend. Okay. Um, it's expected to drop another 50%, so we'll put it just under $10 million, roughly. So sure. that's going to actually put its total domestic gross roughly at $900 million. Okay. So still no still movie nine. ever has crossed the $1 billion domestic gross box office well hmm. the only way star wars can do that is if slash when it <laughs> does get the re-release which is what happened with uh, titanic to push it over two billion right but that doesn't happen anymore yeah it does when was the last time 
like in in this like a year later something got a re re release in theaters. It'll be in two years, and Avengers. Did Avengers? Well, it One? came. It came with parts of the package. Is do you think you could watch all the Avengers uh, movies, or just watch uh, Avengers One and then Avengers Two? So you're saying that if come December they decide to do a double feature with uh, Rogue One? No. No. No, in two years with episode seven and eight. Oh, you think that's what they would that, do? That's what they'll do. They could do it with Rogue One though. Uh, it's a, but they could, but it's its own solo spinoff movie. Yeah, I know. But still. And it it's technically takes place, be- I think, before episode four. Yes, I think you're right. I think the idea is it happens right before episode four, right? Right. Uh, it's how they get the Death Star plans to Princess mm-hmm. Leia. Mm-hmm. That whole debacle. Got it. Because at the end of episode three, you see that Palpatine has the Death Star plans. Right. And But somehow in episode four, Princess Leia has said somehow. Death Star plans. And this is basically going to bridge that gap of how the plans got stolen. Right. So it's a heist movie. That sounds pretty good. Star All right. Wars heist movie? It's a Top Gun heist movie. Yeah. In space with Star sure. Wars. All right. That, that pro- probably sold me right okay. there. Okay, let's move so on. So that's Rogue One. That's our Star Wars news. Let's we we figured on. out the plot of Rogue One. Yes, we figured it out. <laughs> the first ones to do that. Not. Yes. Okay. Um, so what about the head honcho, Avatar? Any Avatar news? Yes. I, I am, uh, as I predicted last week. You were right. Which means I get to do my happy dance. Because he was right. And what we're referring to is in the previous podcast, he said that because, well, not because... I said Star in Wars lieu. Moved. You were talking about Star Wars getting moved, uh, Episode Eight. Yes. Getting moved for 2017 uh, into December, and we were talking about how Avatar Two was slated for that month, but you were talking about basically how there was no chance it would make it due to the production schedule. Yes, and although uh, Fox, who is producing Avatar, right. has not said a specific reason why they are moving, they just said we're moving the date to an unspecified date. Right. Basically, all Avatar, Avatar 2, 3, and 4, because James Cameron plans to shoot all three movies back-to-back-to-back, right. back back, have, currently have no set date as to when they will be released. So, what is your guess for Avatar 2? 2018 sometime? Um, Summer? It's in the same realm as Kingdom Hearts 3. Eventually, it'll <laughs> come out. What if Avatar 2 is Kingdom Hearts 3? <laughs> No, Avatar. <laughs> no? No, because that would be told many crossovers. What if Kingdom Hearts 3 has an Avatar level in it? I want it to be, if it is, I want it to be pa- called Pandora and just be a solo music level. <laughs> <laughs> With Borderland characters in it. Yes. <laughs> just all, all Pandora's... <laughs> All the time. And it's just one small box <laughs> that plays music. Yep, yep. It's all, yep. all of that. All, all it's Pandora's. a claptrap holding a smartphone <laughs> playing music on with an avatar on, on the avatar planet. Total Pandora. Pandora with like a box in the corner. Pandorception. Pandorception. That's what you call it. Man, avatar two Pandorception. Panda or Seption. Get Leo DiCaprio in there. You're good. Leo DiCaprio is It's a franchise and a franchise and a franchise. <laughs> this is why you listen to our podcast. <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on. Relativity Media. What about him? 
You remember them? I mentioned them. Yes. Because Kevin Spacey is yes. not relative. <laughs> Spacey, Kevin Spacey's relativity, relativity media. Yes. Yes. What about them? Uh, they declared bankruptcy. <laughs> that was fast. Oh, no. This was in the past. They declared oh, bankruptcy. That happened before Kevin? They are, yes. And then they got Kevin Spacey. And now they're no longer in bankruptcy because somehow, I don't know how. <laughs> okay. They have somehow. Somehow. Convinced their investors to put up an additional $100 million to save the company. I have a theory. Okay. Kevin Spacey <laughs> went in there, gave an impassioned speech to them, and handed everybody PlayStation Vitas and then left. <laughs> That's what happened. No, that is My Netflix. Theory. Netflix and Sony with the PlayStation Vita. <laughs> yeah. That has nothing to do with Kevin Spacey. But Kevin Spacey does love his PlayStation. Kevin Spacey loves and the Vita. Castle Cards, yes. Kevin Spacey's the only person who does love the Vita. He takes that thing everywhere he has one he in his car, doesn't he? It's like he has a special one in his like, limo or something? Yeah. Anyways. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Anyways. Yes. <laughs> Relativity Media. It is no longer bankrupt. Good to know. Which means the movie the, of Mastermind that was slated to come out this year starring right. Kristen Wiig and Zach Galifianakis. Right. As, yes. As I mentioned Which will before. not be the first time we will talk about this movie yes. in this podcast, but we'll get there. Um, <laughs> it now comes out next year. Okay. As as that's what they're slating because relative media can now afford to distribute. So that's movies. so that's why that thing got shelved. Yeah. Was because it was supposed to come out in September. Financial woes. It was supposed to come out in September, but uh, relative media got bankrupt in July. Got it. So it got shelved. So they couldn't market then, it. Yeah, they couldn't market it anymore. Mm-hmm. I think there are two trailers that came out, but they couldn't market it anymore because they had no more money. Mm-hmm. And then they said, okay, well, maybe we'll release it on demand yeah, in November. Fast. That beer got warm fast. With Anyways. your hands. I, I've had, I've, I'm holding it up here. Anyway. Yeah, yes. For everyone uh, who can't <laughs> see us, he was holding it yay high. Yay high. I'm holding <laughs> it here because this plays on, on the radio here. I'm just like holding my hand somewhere on the top of this Stella Artois. Anyways, Stella, official sponsor. Yes, yeah, Stella Artois. No, 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 don't say that because then we'd actually official sponsor of our household. Yes, there you go. Not of this podcast. We have no sponsors for this podcast. However, if you'd like to sponsor this podcast, please let us know. Thank we could probably set up uh, some PayPal yeah. accounts with you. Set up. Well. First of all, let's see if anybody wants to sponsor it. <laughs> then we'll talk about the money. Jeez, Mike. I like all about the money with you. It's all about the, it's all about the Roosevelts, baby. <laughs> yes, the Roosevelts. The Roosevelts. Anyways. I've tried to nickel and dime here. <laughs> Clearly. Okay. Uh, so, relative media, what else? What else? Uh, so, yeah, relative media, no longer bankrupt. Cool. 100 million uh, secured. So, secured movies funds. will come out from them. What's next? Yes. Um, let's see. Do you want to talk about the Academy more Academy Awards? Yeah, yeah. Or... Let's talk about that stuff. Okay. So there's a couple things going on here. So we mentioned all the nominees last podcast. Well, not all of them, but well, we the, the, the major them. ones. But actually, I don't think we talked about anything. Yeah. Well, we went through uh, <laughs> we best picture. A lot. Yeah. We went through like best picture actors, actresses. But the main story that came out of last week was the boycott. Right. And people being up, and some people, I won't say who. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to handle this one. Okay. Because <laughs> clearly I can't. Because clearly you already can't. Um, so, 
There is currently a boycott uh, started by some members of the African-American community who have uh, become concerned, as we mentioned last week briefly, about the lack of racial diversity uh, in the Oscars. So this got headlines last week because uh, a lot of black celebrities were asked to comment, including the host of the ceremony, Chris Rock. Chris Rock stated that he will not be participating in the boycott. He will remain the host of the show. However, he, he does plan on mentioning the controversy in his opening monologue and will address it directly. So other than that, some other people that I've heard commented, I just watched uh, uh, Seth Meyers interview with, um, no, that wasn't Seth Meyers. That was uh, Trevor Noah on The Daily Show. Trevor Noah interviewed uh, uh, Marlon Wayans this week. Because uh, he's promoting that Fifty Shades of Black <laughs> that he's doing, which yes, is yes, the, the, Fifty Shades Grey satire. Yes, uh, well, not just that, Perry. but it's all romantic yeah. comedy satires. Sure, but uh, um, he commented on it as well, saying that he would not be participating in the boycott. But he made a funny joke about basically like he doesn't have to because he wouldn't be invited anyways. Right. <laughs> which I thought was kind of cute. Well, that's actually but, the joke I was about yes, to make. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> now he knows. Yes. He's Marlon Wayans. He knows. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so it's interesting. I don't think there. I don't think that a boycott is going to uh, do what they want it to do. Uh, but I think it's important to keep that in mind uh, because stuff like this does affect people. And as a response to that, here you can take uh, the the academy has changed or it has proposed the idea to change a rule. So you want not just a rule, but two, yes. but to in order to bring in two specific rules. Right. So in order to weed out older academy voters who might be a little more bigoted, biased. So yes, who grew up in the older sure generation. So explain what they're doing. Basically, what they are doing is, in order to vote for an academy award. You have to be a member of a certain guild. You have to be a member of the Academy. Yes, the Academy, sure. That means you have to be... A director, yeah. producer, editor, actor, actor m- writer. You can be in the music branch. You can be all sorts of different... Right. Yeah. You have to be a part of a guild. Right. However, to you can be a part of that guild for, let's say, a lifetime. I yes. think. However, yes. in order to be a part of the Academy... You have to be working within the past 10 years. That's the new rule. Yes. Or uh, three decades, I believe it was. No, it was that I read. 10 years. The, what I read is that if you weren't active in the last three decades, within the last three decades, then you were not eligible. You I think no it's cur- the currently is the last three decades, and then moving forward, it's within 10 years. Oh, I didn't see that at all. I thought it was lifetime. And they're changing it to three decades. No, lifetime is if you are ever nominated for it. Right, that category. is that is yeah, that is yes. the big piece, which is that if you're nominated and of course if you win, I mean you have to be yes, if you win, you're, you're automatically win, you're automatically in there. Yes. You're a lifetime voter. But if you're nominated, you're an, an automatic lifetime voter. So the reading, the, so the rule here, the idea, the purpose here, is that that encouraging a younger set of academy voters to vote will one change the the di- diversity issue ideally because and and two uh get more contemporary less traditional uh m- films getting getting voted in that's the theory 
Right. The theory is that we're going to weed out all of our old Academy member mm-hmm. members who like these biopics or callbacks to Hollywood, mm-hmm. and in favor of these new, of the new upcoming forward-thinking generations right. that are currently in our midst. So I don't know if you read this, but I read a Hollywood Reporter piece. Good. Uh, that was so you didn't read this. I might have. But uh, go ahead. It was a super long piece about basically a reporter uh, went and polled, like basically asked a bunch of Academy voters of this era that would be snubbed. Mm-hmm. So members that would have their votes taken away if this was to go through. And they got a, obviously, as you might guess, pretty negative response. Oh, I would be sure. Yeah, so it was actually a really interesting read, though, because some of them had kind of viable excuses for it basically a lot of the arguments were hey i'm not not i might not have been i I was never nominated i may not have been active in the last few decades like say the last time they acted was in the 70s but their argument was i still want to vote because i'm still a mentor i'm still teaching people who do have the like the would still have the right to vote in the academy I'm still making a difference in the industry, thus why doesn't my vote count? That was seemed to be the most popular answer to this. That was the best, like, their first excuse. A lot of them were more just generals, like, well, I lived through civil rights. I think I should, you know, have something to say about this. Right. But almost unanimously, every single person mentioned it should be about merit and nothing else. That was the pretty much resounding excuse well i think the merit for the academy is your nomination that's that's what they are that's what that's what they were arguing is that they shouldn't get their vote taken away because all they're doing is what everybody else is doing which is ideally voting for merit and they said that this shouldn't even be a conversation i disagree i think it should definitely be a conversation i think that yes it is about merit but i also think that you have to have a variety of people with different life experiences seeing these movies in order because different life experiences in the movies reflect the people like reflect on the people watching them in different ways based on their life experiences so if somebody just you know is from a specific era you know was brought up a specific way they're not necessarily going to resonate as much with a movie that reflects a a you know someone's life who isn't theirs whereas somebody say watching a movie of like where the main character is of their own race you know will resonate with that character more and will be more likely to vote for that movie we're talking about straight out of Compton here <laughs> yeah i guess i guess to not talk that, around it that was the big one that everyone yes. felt should have at least been nominated. It should have been but nominated. But you're that even if yes. it gets nominated, there's a hell of a big chance it still wouldn't win. And, I mean, obviously the other elephant in the room is Will Smith in Concussion. Yes. It's a very fair argument that he should have been nominated for Best Actor. Even though he has a huge chance of not winning. <laughs> it doesn't. But that's not the point, yeah. Right, if that's you not compare, the point. It's just, yeah, if you just compare on paper those nominees, you want to at least believe that there was enough votes to put it through. Uh, so it, it's just, it's a complicated thing. I understood some of the excuses, some of them I did not. 
and it's just it's just it's it's a complicated thing. But ultimately, it just leads to what are what do the Academy Awards want to have their legacy as? And do they want to be the old stodgy white guy thing, or do they want to be something more inclusive? And I think this is definitely a move towards that. One real brief thing I want to mention that has nothing to do with race, but might actually shine some light, uh, some other light about why this would be important. There was a piece I read on the internet, I forget who put it up, um, that was similar to this, except about the animation category. I don't know yeah. if you saw this. But it was basically a similar kind of thing where they polled a bunch of vote Academy voters about what animated movie they voted for last year's Oscars. And you would have, like, screamed about how frustrating it was. Most of the answers were like, well, I didn't see half of these movies, so I voted for the Disney one. Or I took my kids and they liked this one more, so I like I voted for it. It's a bunch of answers like that, because Academy voters, especially the older group, don't understand animation. They don't respect it as much as as other movies, and so they don't they don't and they don't bother to watch some of the more like the foreign films, like mm -hmm. say the translated like the say Studio Ghibli stuff, you know, right. with subtitles. There's not a, or well, I mean, those are bad examples. They don't, they they're subbed here or they're dubbed here. Sorry. Yeah, they're but, dubbed. But anyways, it's like it was all these people basically saying about how, like, basically talking about how willfully ignorant they are about animation as a category and how they vote anyways. So that's yet another reason why this is important because a younger generation will understand animation more and will respect it. You know, we'll treat it with respect it actually deserves, like the other categories. And we might see a, in our lifetime, an animated Best Picture. Finally win. Winner. That would be amazing. Toy so Story 4, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> Toy Story 4. That'll, that's it? That's the, our the constant running. Do, you wanna, do we want to put, put money on that, Toy Story 4? First uh, <laughs> best animated Best Picture? Um, uh, I'll just say Pixar for first Best Animated Picture. You think it's going to be a Pixar movie? I believe it'll be a Pixar movie. Even though quality's gone it's down. It's a fair bet. If the quality's gone bit. down. But if you're going to pick any animation studio, that would be the one, right? Yeah. There's nobody else. Right, because unlike a lot of people out here, I saw The well, Good Dinosaur. I take that back. There are, is Studio Ghibli, again, but Miyazaki retired, so... I thought he unretired. <laughs> I thought he did. Did he, he say he was going to? He said he was going to, and then I thought he unretired. Oh, please, I don't know. I'm so not doing that. Complete, like, two more, three more? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Regardless. He's, regardless. And his son is directing stuff. That now. Maybe it was his son? Maybe it was his son. I don't know. Anyways. Because it, it still said Miyazaki. So, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so let's move on. Um, we all, uh, to wrap up, I guess, yes, we will be watching the Academy Awards. Yes. <laughs> but you already knew that. We are not boycotting, uh, but the, I think the argument for is understandable. I say. think I, I read. No, I read somewhere, and I'm gonna butcher this paraphrasing, but someone somewhere said, "It's amazing how everyone is up in arms about an award ceremony where the nominees aren't don't even want to be there. <laughs> that it's something that's voted on yes. that you don't initially go in seeking for." Right, and I think the fact that they're even considering this change is is what we need to see. I think that's a boycott working, yeah. is that, it, they, that, that they're seeing a problem and they're fixing it in, the way that they, in a way that they can. Mm -hmm. Because obviously you're not going to go 
you're not going to be able to uh, Weinstein it and lobby every single m- member of the of the academy to vote a certain single way. That's not yeah. how this works. The academy has to change the rules. Anyways, let's Anyways. move on. <laughs> let's go on the other side of the spectrum, where where if the academy awards are the A list, uh, mm-hmm. best of the best. Yeah. Let's go to the up and comers. Up and comers. Yeah. Also, some of the worst of the worst. This is true. These are the we're talking about the indie films, and we're talking mainly about Sundance. So let's talk about Sundance. Matt, for those of us who don't know, what is Sundance? Sundance is a movie festival, and <laughs> it's also a channel. It's also a channel. It is also a studio. <laughs> it's also a studio. Are we confusing you yet? Okay, we're going to be talking about the festival here. Yes. So go and uh, give us some background about Sundance. Sundance. Started by Robert Redford in mm-hmm. order to showcase independent features, mm-hmm. which has slowly turned into the first come first serve Oscar bait winners. Yes, so I believe. Uh, what are some examples year, of Twelve some, Years a Slave? Yeah. So what are some here? other examples that they might know of movies that debuted at Sundance and went on to be big? Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine is a good example. Uh, I believe um, Napoleon Dynamite was also Dynamite. here. Right. Sure. Um, those are the was Juno a Sundance thing? Was that a Sundance thing? I'm asking. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know? It might have been. Is it that or it was in Austin? Oh, I don't remember. Anyways. Right. Anyways, um, Sundance is the first uh, festival of the year. God, I just thought, what if somebody did a drinking game on our podcast for every time we said anyways? <laughs> anyways. You'd die. Holy crap. Okay, keep going. Anyways, and however. <laughs> <laughs> Only if I say it like that. However. <laughs> however. Anyways. God! Damn it. Okay, go. All right, back to Sundance. Go, go, Sundance. Sundance, yes. So, this used to be about the independent movies. Now it's about an Oscar race. Back in my day. Yes, back in your day. So now, um, big studio heads come in, and they basically place bids. Sure. On these movies after they're completed, after right. they're shown. Right. In order to get distribution rights mm-hmm. and hopefully secure Academy Award spots and nominations. Mm-hmm. So, Matt. Yes. We have one big winner coming out of Sundance. Okay. The title may shock you. Okay. It is called Birth of a Nation. Wait a minute. What? Yes. <laughs> the hell? Is this a remake? No. Good lord, thank you. It is called Birth of a Nation. Is it a documentary? No. Is it a retelling of the making of Birth of the Nation? No. Do you remember... Is it a biopic? Where are we going with this? Okay. Do you remember <laughs> the movie that I made you watch, Top 5? Yes. Yes. I enjoy Top 5. Do you remember the movie that Chris Rock made in that movie? Oh, God. Uh, Called Uprise? Yes. It is basically that movie, but but in a movie. Why are they using that name? Birth of a Nation? Why are they using that name? It's a weird choice. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be an homage to it. Let's slow down. We need to probably explain, for those of you listening to this podcast... Who are not film? Who are not well, holding okay, film well, degrees? Look at this. This is this. Yeah. The still. Doesn't that look like the poster yes. of? Yes. Of, yes. Okay. So, 
for those of you listening to this podcast that are not necessarily familiar with the history of film, Birth of the Nation. Of a. Of a nation. Yes. Birth of a nation was a film, a very, very early film, and one of the more influential films of very early cinema. Uh, however, so what I mean by influential is that it used a lot of film techniques that yes. became basically gospel for later filmmakers. Yes, it came out in 1915, 1915. directed by the, the now famous D.W. Griffith. Yes. So the problem, however, and why we're questioning the choice of using this name uh, is that it was also extremely racist. How racist was it? So basically, it was a propaganda piece for the Ku Klux Klan, uh, and was very had a very strong sense of white supremacy going on there. I don't need to go in depth, but if you want to do more research, go to your local library. Uh, no one goes to local library. Wikipedia, Wikipedia, or IMDb, it, and you'll learn all about it. But basically, the important things to know here is yes. It popularized a lot of very important film techniques. However, you there's no need to see it. You don't need to watch Birth of the Nation. Regardless of what your film teacher tells you, you don't have to watch it. Anyways, so let's move on to the 2016 yes. Birth of a Nation. It's funny because IMDb now classifies yes. the old one as 1915, 1915. and so, this one as 2016. A hundred years later, yes. uh, we have another movie called Birth of The a Birth Nation. of a Nation. But it seems like this one's going to be a little more sensitive. This one is taking <laughs> the viewpoint of the slaves this time. Sure. Uh, where the lead uh, character, Nat Turner. Yes. A as former in, slave. As in, yes. A yeah, very yes. famous. Yes, now a former slave in America. Yes. As he leads a liberation movement in, nine, in 18, 19, 1831 to free African Americans in Virginia. So, okay. So you think that's the... So you're, what you're saying here is that this is the Sundance favorite this year? Yes. It is uh, directed, written, and stars in the lead role, Nate Parker. Okay. Does that name sound familiar to you? No. What has he done? He was in The Great Debaters. He was in Red Tails. Oh, God. Red he was Tails. Also in, he's also the, the single black guy in Nonstop. Oh, Nonstop. Yes. With Liam Neeson. Yes. Uh, Red Tails being uh, uh, relevant because it's George Lucas's Red Tails. I wanted to bring that up. Yes. <laughs> His uh, post-Star Wars attempt at rele uh, relevancy. Uh, so do you think it's that good then? Do you th it's all the buzz uh, promising? Um, it has to be promising. In order for the amount of money, 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 amount of money, <laughs> money, money, yes, for the amount of money it generated, sure. On a okay, even though it says it's an Indian film, mm. its budget was ten million dollars, right? Which is pretty big for it's an big independent for, film. Yes, you're right. So, hmm. interesting, Matt. It's yes. sold. I want you to take a guess at who bought it. Uh, I and no, it's not the Weinstein's. Ah, that's the easy. Yes, that's the easy answer. I know it's the easy answer. Ah, God, that's tough. Um, not Sony. I'm gonna say that. Okay. I don't think Sony. That's a Sony buy. Not Warner. Not Paramount. 
that leaves you with Netflix, Amazon, <laughs> and Fox. <laughs> There's more than that, but sure. No, 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 no. Those are the only other three that were in the bids. I'll bite Fox. Fox? Yeah. Uh, close enough. Fox Searchlight, it's subsidiary. That's what I was going to say. Yes. That sounds like... Because it's funny because a lot of the movies we mentioned earlier when talking about Sundance were Fox Searchlight joints, including yep. Little Miss Sunshine. So that checks out. Yes. Yep. All right. I think Juno was as well. Uh, yes, you were right. I want to say that's a Fox Searchlight thing. Cool. Yes. So Fox ponied up $17.5 million, <laughs> the highest ever bid. For Sundance film? Yes. Wow. This nice. is actually pretty significant because Netflix offered twenty million. What? Yes. Netflix was gonna supposedly buy it? Netflix offered twenty million. Wow. But its deal was to put it both in theaters and streaming at the same time. Would that have been the first time Netflix has done that? Because they have not done that to yes. Latin LH, right? Yes. Do you think they are going to get into that market? I believe so. So Netflix could be a so you're saying that Netflix could potentially be, like, a player in, like, That film? is what Netflix wants to be. I bet. That's crazy. It's already making original content for TV and won Emmys. But it's gone, yes, but it's gone straight to streaming so far. Yes. Doing a theatrical, not necessarily a simulcast, but, like, a delayed, like, thing where it's, like, theaters first and then on Netflix is right. actually a smart idea. Huh. I learned something today. Yep. <laughs> All right. This podcast is going long. Let's keep going. It's not going that long. <laughs> I just don't want it to be three hours long. Not going to be a three-hour tour again. Three-hour tour. Okay. All right. All right. What's next? All right. My little fun fun fact. Uh, my little pony. Oh. My little fun fact coming up. <laughs> my little fun fact. My little yes. fun uh, fact. After Sundance is the Toronto yes. International Film Festival. Yes. Up there in Canada. Yep. At the same time the Toronto International Film Festival is going on, so is the NBA All-Star Weekend okay. coming up. Why is this relevant? This is relevant because during the Toronto International Film Festival, they will be doing a live reading of Space Jam <laughs> during the All-Star Game. Sure. All right. That has to have some sort of relevance. Yes, that, that, is, that is some sort of relevance. However. However, yeah. what? <laughs> Drink. This kind of won't play well because most Why? of the gags in Space Jam... Our visual gags. This is true. And do not play well <laughs> in an audio recording. Oh, God. That's going to be terrible. <laughs> well, good to know. So, will there be, uh, will this be streaming? Do you know? Uh, I don't think it'll be streaming, but I, you will probably be able to find it on YouTube. Post the thing. Post a couple days. Cool. Yep. All right. I'll watch that. Okay, and our last bit of movie news is Matt's review of Joy. So, yeah, I saw a movie today. Today? Uh, this very day. day. Uh, mere hours ago, uh, my mother and I uh, decided that we want to see a movie today. So, uh, I chose Joy. Uh, I've been wanting to see it. Um, I obviously am a big, not obviously, podcast listeners don't know this. Uh, I like Jennifer Lawrence. I think she's a very, very good actress. Uh, I like her a lot. Uh, I am not a David O. Russell fan. Really? Who directed this movie. So that's actually a good starting point. Uh, why? I'm curious. Why? I feel that he is an actor's director and not a director's director. You're right. 
He likes to control his actions, but he has no idea what he's doing in terms of framing a shot, in terms of tr tracking or following. I don't it's basically think he like, has. let's. Well, he has some idea. It's, it's basically like, hey, let's try this shot in this scenario. And then if that doesn't work, we're going to try this other shot. He doesn't have like a set like I, shot list sure. per se. I see what you mean, but I think that makes his movies dynamic. I wouldn't say dynamic. It seems more I, chaotic. I think that that works in his favor a lot of the case because I feel like it's a it's a thematic use. He goes in the chaotic direction when the movie when the script. Well, it helps that he also writes most of his scripts himself, yes. and so I think he does that on purpose when the story calls for it. Because yes, you're right. He does. There are some moments where it does seem like he's just trying things. But I think it's to good effect. So my qualifier here is that I like David O. Russell's movies. I think Silver Lining's Playbook is probably his best. I like that movie a lot. I'm guessing from your expression I like you it, did but not, not care for it. I liked it, but I think it was too, too much everywhere. But for, that's, for one cohesive But see, story. the way I read it, is that that was on purpose. It's kind of a physical metaphor for Jennifer Lawrence's mind in that movie. It's as chaotic as she is, and I think that's why it works. But she does not even, if she's the main character, she doesn't even show up in that movie until like 20 minutes in, Purpose, 30 minutes in. Purposefully, because if like you... Like Luke Skywalker. Because if you give, <laughs> because if you do that too early, the rest of the movie won't work. Because then you don't understand the Bradley Cooper character enough. So is Bradley Cooper the main character? They're, I would say they both are. It's not necessarily an ensemble movie, but I think that there's a shared billing there. In my opinion. Yes. <laughs> Just I see where you're going. I like that movie a lot. I want to say, though, I did not like American Hustle at all. Did you see American Hustle? I saw American Hustle. Did you like American Hustle? I, I found it on par uh, with no. The Fighter. No. Okay, okay, fair. Yes. But I did not like it. I thought, and my problem with that was not the direction. My problem with that movie was the script. I just thought it was kind of boring all over the place. I don't know. It, it didn't click for me. I like the the concept of what they're trying to do. Click, 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 click. click yes. Click, click. Uh, however, uh, that's not the movie. <laughs> those are not the movies we're talking about here. I just wanted to give kind of context uh, about my feelings about the director uh, before I went into Joy. So, so Joy, did so you joy. like Joy? I like Joy a lot. Uh, that's a real good movie. Um, and yes, David O. Russell is really good with jennifer lawrence specifically actors in general but he has a way i don't know how i don't know if it's jennifer or the way he directs jennifer but just every time she's on that screen is just you're just fascinated by her and i was with the, I, I was the same way with her in uh in uh silver linings it's just like just every single scene she's in she's just i'm just like just the connection you have with her face 
just the what she does with her face she doesn't have to move a muscle and you can see so much going on in there it's in the eyes and i don't know whether it's her or david or both i mean i don't know it's just she just works it's just and i think there is a bit of it his direction going on there because i don't get that vibe from the hunger games movies it's a different jennifer lawrence that you get when she's in one of his movies i don't know what it is anyways so you definitely see a lot of jennifer lawrence in this movie because very much her this is a vehicle for her more so than any of the rest of the movies that they've done together uh so for context if you don't know what joy is about joy is about uh, an inventor uh who's famous this is a real person based on a real true story famous for creating the miracle mop it's Uh, a miracle it's a miracle and it's a mop uh basically the mop that you don't have to actually grab to ring out it rings out itself that one uh so it follows the tale of how she comes up with this invention how she markets this invention how she gets wrapped up in the amazing world of cable television um and to sell this invention and how her family are absolute total jerks the entire way it's a real done a real well done script david o russell wrote the screenplay as well as directed um it's a good mix of his love for interrupting jennifer lawrence and also his love for interrupting scenes with a real bracing like dramatic like he does these great he does the great dramatic scenes really well because what he'll do is he'll make something so like like an explosion that's the way i see it it's like either a character will explode or a Ah. prop will explode in a way that completely changes the tone so it's a michael bay film. film no but i mean like an uh, explosion like in a like as in like a microcosm like a tempest in a teapot like he does there's one scene that's not really a spoiler uh it, it, it there's this one scene it's in a, like a part they're, they're celebrating something and the father character who is of course robert de niro because david o. russell uses three actors and they are jennifer lawrence robert de niro and bradley cooper and all three are in this movie <laughs> Which I did not know going in. Have so, you not seen a commercial? So I saw trailers, but they're all Jennifer Lawrence. And so I was actually, it was a weird kind of like, oh, when Robert De Niro shows up. And, and oh, when Bradley Cooper shows up. Because I was like, so part of my brain knew that was going to happen, but I didn't have to know for sure. <laughs> because of course they're in this movie. I was surprised that um, uh, Amy Adams wasn't hanging out in the background somewhere. Because she's usually involved as well. Uh, but anyways, so there's this one where uh, Robert De Niro's character is making a toast, and he gets pissed, and he breaks the champagne glass, and there's he's just toasting this broken champagne glass, and it's just like that's a David O. Russell movie in like a scene. I feel it's like he takes these moments of like real fiery emotion that's just so quick and it just hits and then it just changes the tone and he does that really really well but anyways um there's a lot of that so it's real real well well it's well paced it doesn't feel as like it's only two hours long but it feels longer but in a good way i don't know how to describe it it's like you really feel like you're following the character through a real arc and it's real cool uh if i had one complaint 
uh, I know that this is the problem that you come across when you base a character on a real person, but the Jennifer Lawrence character isn't the most flawed thing in the world. It definitely has the feel of everything is against her and she just has bad luck. But again, this is the problem you get with biopics, is that you, in order to reflect real life, you don't want to necessarily focus on the negative aspects of their character. So if you do take that script as a whole, the character of Joy is not that nuanced. She's smart, she's brilliant, and she's an inventor, and that's the extent, pretty much, uh, of, of her character, which sucks because you could do so much more there. But overall, I really, really liked it. I thought it was well shot. I thought it was uh, well written. And um, Jennifer Lawrence, I think, now after seeing this, should win. Double. Uh, best actress. Two-time. I think she will win. Okay. Uh, so, which means that I probably have seen both movies for the acting categories. Because if Leo doesn't win for The Revenant, uh, I will have a fit. <laughs> and now, if Jennifer Lawrence does not win, I will have a fit. So... So, tune in for our Academy yes. Awards podcast and watch Matt explode. <laughs> if they, as they both lose somehow to Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> yes, because he is both a boy and girl in, in the, Danish the Danish Girl. girl. So, somehow Eddie Redmayne is nominated for both. Anyways, that's not true. Don't take my word for that. So, yeah, uh, I recommend Joy. Go see it. All right. That does it for movies. Yes. But not quite, because now we move on to television. <laughs> television movies. And, the, and we have some more award shows specifically the produ the PGA not professionals golf but the producer guild of america and with the producer guilds awards comes a shocker of a winner depending if you're in the revenant camp because revenant did not win mm. the big the for outstanding producer for mm. a motion picture what was it it was the big short aha so my prediction of big short being the dark horse ends up becoming true again yes i'm telling you big short's the dark horse okay Katy perry <laughs> big short yes one for outstanding producer for theatrical motion picture produced by brad pitt Dee gardner and jeremy Kleiner. You don't know two of those three. No, I don't. You were 100% correct. I have no idea who you're talking about. Except Brad Pitt. Except for Brad Pitt. Yes, because his plan B uh, studio. <laughs> yes, that's him. Yes. Um, helped finance, and he also stars in The Big Short. Got it. Other winners are Inside Out for animation. Yay! Amy for documentary. Again. Well, not again, but another award win for Amy, the Amy Winehouse biopic. Mm -hmm. uh, for TV, we have Game of Thrones, Transparent, Fargo, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, The Voice, and Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel. Those are all winners. And Sesame Street won for children's programming. Aww. Oh, and there's also a new category, Outstanding Digital Series. Okay. Uh, winner is Jerry Seinfeld, Comedians in Cars Getting coffee. coffee. Awesome, cool. So that one for producers, uh, for the Producers Guild. Nice. So now, Good to know. 
So the big takeaway here is look out for the big short, as that could be picking up steam in the award season. And we'll slowly see how well the Revenant continues its non-Star Wars onslaught. Uh, other things that happened in TV. Other things. The NFL playoffs. Yes, so the Patriots will not be in the Super Bowl. But Peyton Manning will. But Peyton Manning will. So let's brief recap of the games that happened on Sunday. Uh, so the Patri Patriots faced off against the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. Big and this quarterback face-off, Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. No, no, no. It's the big coach coaching face-off. That too. Bill Belichick versus Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what happens when Bill Belichick cannot cheat. Yeah, or something. Does that have home field advantage? So Yes, the home field advantage is probably the major thing here because for some reason, and it's super unclear why, it's just the pa Patriots defense, no, offense did not show up. There was one good play, right? That Gronk touchdown pass, yes. right? It's towards the end with like 14 seconds left in the game, and Tom Brady throws a strike to Gronk in the end zone, double covered, somehow comes up with the ball for a touchdown, coming within two points, uh, bringing the score 14-16, I believe. I think that was right. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So anyways, Brady decides to go, Brady and Belichick decide to go for two in order to tie it, and they cannot come up with it. So, with with 14 seconds left, they try an onside kick to try and uh, recover and kick a field goal for the win. Mm -hmm. But unlike what you saw, where the uh, onside kick was recovered, right. this was not. <laughs> and Tom Brady had to watch on the sidelines Ugh. as Peyton Manning trotted out in victory formation yep. and got a negative one rushing yard. Yep. True and, that. And taking a knee and securing... His fourth trip to the Super Bowl yeah. by a fourth by four different coaches. So that means that the Denver Broncos head to the Super Bowl, which is in against the. Wait, wait, wait! Where's the Super Bowl at? Uh, uh is it in San Francisco this year? No. Uh, yeah, well, yes. close enough. It's Santa Clara. Okay, close. Home enough. of the San Francisco 49ers. Right. That's why I thought that. Yes. Uh, but they face off against, of course. The Carolina Panthers, who beat, who embarrassed, I guess you could say, the Arizona, Arizona Cardinals, Cardinals this weekend. Holy crap, that was depressing. That game was over as soon as the. It was just an onslaught. Let's talk about Cam Newton. Cam Stan Newton is a good quarterback. Cam Newton is currently the leading uh, vote getter for MVP. And yeah. he rightfully so deserves it. Didn't, during that game, they started chanting in the MVP? Yes, because they, they were at Carolina Stadium. It's just crazy how good he is. How good he's being right now. How good he's become. Yeah, this season. Man, the star-making season yep. for Mr. Newton. Let's see, this is, his, uh, I think, fifth season? Yeah. yeah. The fourth or fifth season in the NFL. And he has, he's been quiet and, up until this point. Yeah. Like, they've been an okay team, but never like this, right? Right. I mean... Yeah. I think no, they made the playoffs last, last year, year, but they didn't do much. No, and they've always, ever since Cam got there, he's been slowly building Improving. a reputable, yes, sure, yes, offense, yes, yes, over there, yes, good use. Uh, so we probably don't need to go into detail on that game because yeah, 
It was depressing. Yep. But what we can say, so what are your thoughts about this Super Bowl 50? Super Bowl 50. Super Bowl 50, do you think, one, this is going to be a good game? And two, who do you think has the advantage? Okay, going into Super Bowl 50, we have the top two uh, teams with the top two best records. Yeah. Number one in the AFC and number one in the NFC. Which actually, sadly enough, rarely happens. Yeah. So this is cool that this is finally happening. It actually rarely happens in any sport. Right. That's that the two teams that really actually deserve it are there. Well, no. Any team that gets there deserves it. You know what I mean. But it's rare that you see yeah. the number one seeded from from all sides right. go into the the championship game. So basically, you have the the young, not so young, but you know what I mean. In yes. comparison, hot shot. Yes, you have the young gun hot shot against the record like billion record holder. Against the old guys, which arguably might be his last game. I believe it is. Um, Did he the, say as much? No. Before during, the last quote I heard out of Peyton was that he was going, he was planning on returning. The last quote out of officially out of Peyton was, "I will play until I can play no more." Yes. However, when he went and uh, shook Belichick's hand, mm -hmm. he said, "I don't know how long I can do this for. It's been an honor playing against you." Okay. So. So who knows? He, so if he, I believe, if he wins the ring, he will go out on top. That's what I would do. That's what I, that's what anyone should do. That's what you should do. But how much Brett Favre do you think exists inside Peyton Manning? Do you think he's gonna t say he's done, and then right before the season starts, get that super, they get that football bug again, and just be like. I'm a free agent. Come on, I'm back in. Uh, I'm back in. That he is a free agent. Yeah, at the end after of this, this year. season, so he has to, so he has to make that choice. Is like if he wants to play football again, he has to get bid on. He though he has to tell people he wants to continue <laughs> yes. to play for people to bid on him. Right. So who knows? But it will be cool. So again, back to the questions I asked. Yes. So, do you think it's going to be a good game? It will definitely. Uh, <laughs> I said this last time Peyton was in the Super Bowl right. against the, Se the Young Gun Seahawks. Yes. And he got embarrassed. So do you think he has even a chance? Do you have? Do you think he has a snowball's chance of hell against that Against that Cam Newton offense? Against that defense? It's the defense that It's the Carolina me. D? Because they manhandled everybody. This is true. So you, you do you think that even... Arguably one of the best arms in football history. Not the best arms, one of the best minds. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. In, in football history. Okay. Yes. Because <laughs> Peyton is a general on the field. He's yeah. able to call audibles on the fly. He Omaha's the crap out of that offense. Yes. <laughs> yes. He Omaha's. He <laughs> directs everybody. Sure. I believe... I'll, I'll hate to say it, but I believe the same thing's going to happen that he did to the Seahawks. You think he's going to? I think he's going to overthink it. He's going to show up and just not be able to He's going to show up. He's going to overthink every move and let get into his own head and crumble. Oh, okay. I hate to say it. I hate to, and I hate to ask this question. How many times do you think Peyton gets sacked in the Super Bowl? I, know, uh, oh, I don't oh, want to think about it, but it will happen. Six. Six sacks? Uh, I'll put the over-under at six. Yikes. And so do you think this will wait, be... Wait, wait. Uh, wait, okay. Official sacks? Official sacks. Not like where he gets hit, but he like but throws, he the throws the ball as he goes the Official sacks. Okay, official sacks, three. Three? Okay. But I think right. the amount of like hits and he tries to hits. throw it as he goes down. 
I think yeah. that's going to be about six. So you sound like you think this is going to be a, I, okay, yes, a Carolina I am, victory. Because you're a realist I'm and not an idealist. I'm a Peyton Manning fan. Yes. I have Peyton Manning jersey. I love yeah, – that's the only reason I am a Colts fan. But you're saying this reason. has happened before. I've seen this play out. Seen I've seen the sitcom before. <laughs> Yes, he's <laughs> a light and, in our life. And Cam ne- and Cam Newton is the lovable uh, underdog underdog character in this new season. Yes. of the sitcom, and Peyton Manning is the is the dad character that everybody loves. But you think the dad character is just going to be outshined? Yes, mm-hmm. that sounds about right. And he's gonna he's not going to show up next season. They're going to replace him with it's got it. some <laughs> other actor. <laughs> the thing is that it's not about Denver's offense. It's about how good can Denver's defense be. And can they get in the backfield? stop Cam Newton? Yes. Can they in the backfield and disrupt Cam Newton? Because yeah. Cam Newton has the legs to run. You're right. Unlike Peyton. Unlike Peyton. <laughs> who's running, oh, God, can Peyton not run? Hilarious. Which is also another big thing is because during the AFC game, at one point, Peyton Manning had the longest rushing uh, rushing play. Him and Brady both at right. one time that was the longest rushing play. Peyton for 10 yards and Brady for 12. That game was nuts. And neither team could get the ball running. And so I fear the same thing will happen in the Super Bowl against the Panthers and Denver cannot get their offense going because this has been a constant issue. Because at one point, they went 180 play 180 drives without scoring a touchdown and you can't do that against a team that's put up 32 points a half mm. these these uh, playoff games you cannot get down by that much even though Peyton Manning is great at com- comebacks you can't be you down can't. by that much and I don't think he will but this isn't a football podcast. No, it's not. Let's move on. This is a media podcast. Yeah, football's not a media. No, but let's go on. So, but my prediction is the Broncos will lose. We'll lose, but <laughs> I will continuously root for the Broncos. Yes. So, if I'm going to put money on it, you would put money on Carolina. That's the safe bet. But I'm so, not a safe man. But, but I would put it on the Broncos. But in, in, yes, but we will be there. Watching this game, probably in separate places, um, yeah. but we'll be both watching this game. I'm going to try to go to the we'll game. Root, root, rooting for, yeah. God. I mean, it's close enough. I guess so. Like I said, I'll try. But that, that's not either here or there. But the other, okay, let's go back to television. <laughs> yes, let's go back to television. Let's go back to, uh, let's let's start. We haven't been talking about the this channel much. HBO. No. We haven't. At least I think we gushed about HBO a few episodes ago. Well, we gushed well, about recently. it, be, but because HBO's in an off-season right now, or rather their series have yet to return, we haven't talked about HBO. But that all changes! Okay. Yes. So, uh, here's the February schedule. Or at least, yeah. Uh, stuff we'll probably watch. Coming up on Sunday. Okay. The tw- Actually, yesterday. Oh, shit, it's up. Okay. Yeah, so yesterday, Real Sports returns. Oh, there you go. Real Sports, Brian Gumble. Taking, uh, that's our NFL. Uh, I'm waiting for fake sports with Brian Gumble. No, no, that's Bryant. Bryant. Yeah, yes, Bryant Gumble. No, no, no. No, Greg Gumble. <laughs> no, <laughs> fake, fake sports. sports. With fake sports is hosted by Brian Gumble. 
No, no, Greg Grumble. Greg Grumble. Yes, yes. Greg Grumble's is his brother. <laughs> <laughs> he okay. leads us to CBS uh, basketball sports. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, have times. Greg Grumble. Yes. Fake sports. Um, also, show. okay, so other um, shows coming out on HBO. A new series called Animals. Um, I, 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 I is know this based I, on the Maroon 5 song? No, I, I probably should have made you watch this trailer. Oh, God. Because it's actually pretty good. It's about animals? Yes, it's an animated series okay. about the lives of animals. Sure. It, it sounds like that uh, Pets movie yes. that uh, DreamWorks is doing? No. No, that's Disney. That blue, oh, no, no, no. no. Yes, Blue Sky thing? Blue Sky. Okay, That's Blue Sky. That actually looks okay. The trailer made me laugh. Yes, there's so anyways, thinking, this Zoot- is not thinking that? of Zootopia. No, that's I'm Disney. not thinking about Zootopia. That's a different movie. Yes, that, that's Disney. Yes, and that also looks good. But no. But this is a third thing about yes, animals. It's about talking animals. Okay. Yes. Is this is the Angry Birds movie? Yeah, no, it's a fourth thing about it. Anyways, keep going. Yes. Um, I'll probably end up watching this. Okay. I'll give my review, uh, I guess, in two weeks when it comes out. Is it a family thing or is it like an adult thing? It seems more like an adult thing. Okay. Um, a couple, I mean, I like the kind of comedy that they're doing. It's like, huh, if that was like an actual person. Like, I can see, like, where they're going with it. Okay. Um, it's really hard to describe it, like, with only, like, one trailer. Uh-huh. It, like, real teaser, because it's just, like, the quick, like, oh, comedy bit, comedy bit, comedy bit, right, comedy right, bit. Right, right, right. So it's, you, you can't get a good pacing out of it, but it looks like that it's, like, set in New York City. Okay. Or, yeah, I guess New York City, Metropolis-type area, and about just the lives of the different animals that inhabit it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That sounds all right. Other HBO, uh, Vinyl, the series they've been promoting since right, last yeah, year. Right, yeah, they've been pushing that thing. Yes, about uh, rock and roll and sex and drugs. When does that start? But th- is not the show Sex and Drugs right. and Rock and Roll. No, but when, when does that start? That starts on Valentine's Day, 214. Aw, how cute. So, if you don't want to go out, or have no one to go out with, cuddle <laughs> up with your pal HBO. Well, and that's, yeah, that's probably what i <laughs> And while you're watching Vinyl, <laughs> okay. be sure to stick around for John Oliver. Has he returned? Hey! With Last Week Tonight! Yeah, I'm excited. So happy Valentine's Day to us. Yeah, there's my present, man. You love you some John yeah, Oliver. Yeah, man, just curl up with John Oliver. Happy Valentine's Day to me. Yep. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that Sunday. Following Sunday, cool. the return of Lena Dunham's ass. Okay, so, yeah, I have no idea what they're going to do with this season. We're talking about girls. Yes, because last season, remember, was a cliffhanger, essentially, where it was basically a will-they-or-won't-they with with, uh, the Adam Driver character and her. Right. So, who knows how that'll open. Well, Adam Driver is now a big movie star. Yeah, but... He had them Star Wars abs. That Star Wars body last season. He does have that Star Wars body. That Star Wars body last season, which I kept commenting on. Yeah, because he had to work out. Well, I mean, in in plot, it was because he had that new girlfriend. Yes. But But we we, we all know. (laughs) We knew. We knew. It's Star Wars body. That's got J.J. Abrams written all over those abs. Yeah, it's like with Chris Pratt and... Yes, like Chris Pratt in the last uh, season of uh, uh, Parks Two, and Rec. That's like the last six, season six. Yeah, where he was like all of a sudden like super thin. Yes. And they come back to him visit in D.C. And they're like, man, are you working out? He's like, no, I just stopped drinking beer. Yeah, or something like that. Like, yeah, he said he yeah, yeah. stopped drinking or whatever it was. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're in London. You want to see the Prime Minister. Well, that's what it was. It was London. It was yeah, in DC. Ben, yeah, I'm and, thinking of season five. Right, and then Ben commented right. on how he looked thinner. And he's like, 
yeah, I stopped drinking beer. <laughs> like, we couldn't afford it anymore, so I stopped drinking beer. And then, <laughs> comments, yeah. how much beer were you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. All right, I remember that bit now. It, it's, it's one of the better, it's a good bit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then also on uh, 21, or the 21st, the 21st, Togetherness gets its uh, second or third season. The second never, season. I never watched that. That's I, the Mark Duplass. Someone told me that was good. I don't remember who that was, but I should probably watch that at some point. It's it's Mark Duplass mm-hmm. of um, Duplass. Duplass. I actually don't know how to pronounce that. Du- I call it Duplass. Dumbass. Duplass. 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 Duplass two. <laughs> Mark Duplos. Got it. Keep going. Yeah. So it's Mark Diplo. Diplo. Mark Diplo. <laughs> Mark Diplos. <laughs> okay. Uh, of uh, The League. We're done. Of The yeah, League. Yeah, that guy. Has an HBO show last year called Togetherness. Right. In which he has none of his life together. Right. How ironic. What do you know? It's kind of like it's written for HBO. <laughs> but yes, uh, that gets its second season, uh, same time as Girls. Mm-hmm. And then everything else, <laughs> uh, HBO that we like, won't come out until March. I mean, April. Right. When... Game of, the big one, Game of Thrones, comes out, and right. then Silicon Valley will come back, and right. some other stuff. So the ones that I don't care about. My show. <laughs> my, April will be my time. April's your time. This is your February time. February is my time. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Drake. Anyways. We're talking about TV still. Are we? Yes. What else do we got? Well, we watched some TV. We, we did? Yes. What do you want to talk about first? Uh, let's start alphabetical. American Idol. Okay, this will be quick. Uh, American Idol update. The auditions are over, and I mean forever. You never have to watch a bad audition of American Idol ever again if you don't want to. So I suffered through the first uh, six. It was three weeks, right? Yeah. Six episodes of American Idol, which were the audition weeks. Uh, those are over now. So if you're a sane person, like you can me. start watching now. Uh, well, actually... I say that with an asterisk. Hollywood Week starts tonight, actually, is airing as we speak, uh, unless it's already over. Actually, yes, it's already yeah, over. Yeah, it's already over. Uh, but yes, it aired tonight. Um, it will uh, continue, I believe, tomorrow as well. Yes. Um, and Hollywood, if you're not familiar with, this, is, uh, with the structure of American Idol, is the in-between step. It's basically, how do we pare down the hundred and something people that we gave golden tickets to on audition week that we thought were good? down even further to actually have a reality show. So they gave 190 golden tickets yes. out. Well, 191 if you count Kanye. Yeah, but we don't. But we don't. So 190 <laughs> tickets were handed out. Now, they'll pair that down by pairing up so the yeah, contestants. In Hollywood, they do team uh, challenges where they have a bunch of teams and rate them and basically do either like you three are in, you two are out kind of decision making. Or if it was a disaster, they eliminate the entire team. This has happened. Or maybe there was one soloist that they liked and hated everybody else. One soloist gets through, the rest go home. So it's pretty it's pretty hardcore, but it needs to be. Because a lot of the people they let through on audition, audition week are not good enough to do actual stage work. And this is how they find out. Either they can't move on stage or mm-hmm. they can't harmonize on stage. because yes, half of it is, of course, singing. But the other half of it is performing. And if you're a good singer but you freeze up and you can't help your team out, then you're going to get kicked out. 
also, just as much as you did if you messed up a line. Also, they do this in a big uh, theater, mm-hmm. then uh, downtown yeah. Hollywood. So it gives it that onstage presence without that onstage feel. Yeah. And I remember lyrics being an issue because in a lot yes. of cases, they're having to learn songs that they may not be familiar with. So there's a lot of situations where people get up there and freeze and just don't know what the next line they have to say and let their entire team down. And I love it where some of them make up mm-hmm. lyrics to Char- impress. Usually pretty great. Usually, usually like, charm the I judges. I don't know the words to this song. Stuff like that. But I still great. like the judge right there. <laughs> so uh, this will lead to uh, American Idol proper, which we will let you know when that starts in case that you want to wait for that. And that they'll so, and then they'll do a boys versus girls there. They yeah they and usually do girls nights and boys nights for a while until right and the that's when voting starts enough. right and that's when voting starts which is when I'll watch which will be the, I believe it's top twenty four is where they start I believe so uh, the same stuff and that's when the shows also become live right uh, let me let me rephrase live uh, uh, oh live here uh, but I, or are they tape delayed they're tape delayed no matter what I guess because. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. It's live yes. East Coast. Yeah. It's live East Coast, tape delayed tape West delayed Coast. Tape delayed West Coast, even though it's taped here. Yes. Dumb. Anyways. That's how live stuff works. But they do do voting separately because of that. Yep. Anyways, so yeah, that's American Idol. Uh, it's still happening, but it's almost over. Other stuff we watched. <laughs> Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen uh, prem- uh, premiered last week. Uh... Yep. I mean, while we were, like, the day after we did our podcast, last Thursday, right? Or no? I think it was the previous... Tuesday. Tuesday. It was the night before we did the podcast, but we were not aware yes. that it pre- uh, premiered until after we recorded. Yep. Uh, so, Hell's Kitchen, if you don't know what it is, it's uh, Gordon Ramsay's... Uh, yells at Yells chefs. at Chefs show, where basically ch- chefs, like professional chefs, that are usually sous chefs, assistants, that kind... Uh, that are, have some restaurant experience. Most do. Compete um, in teams of uh, men and women uh, to basically see how good they would be running a kitchen. Um, and so usually the setup is that there's some sort of challenge uh, to get them focused at the beginning of the episode. And then it's followed up by, and that determines a, service. a winning team. And then the winning team gets to do something fun. The losing team gets to do something degrading. Everybody reconvenes to do a dinner service where they actually work the kitchen for a dinner that where I guess people get to eat for free if they sign up for some sort of website thing. I yeah, don't know. yes, that's how that works. But yeah, you go and you get served. Except sometimes they perform so badly at service that they might not even get their food. Uh, and then at the very end, whichever team did worse. Uh, they have to nominate uh, two people to get basically nominated for removal from the kitchen to get kicked off the show. And Gordon then decides between the two nominees and decides who gets the boot. So that started last week. Uh, it's two episodes in. The cast seems pretty bland so far. Yeah, so far think? there's no so far there's no fighting. There's no standout. There's no either. standout either. I, I went through season three, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, we watched it from 2007. Yeah. Season three, and it was ridiculously dumb. 
He was terrible. Also, Gordon seems to be more way. mean yeah. in season three than he does right now in season, was it 12, 13? True story, yeah. 14, 15, I don't know, something yeah. like that. But yeah, so we're watching that. We'll let you know if something crazy happens, but so far it's been pretty mundane. Yep. But what something else? that is mundane, which you no longer <laughs> have to suffer through. Thank God. Is Heroes Reborn. Yes. Oh, I'm just going to skip SNL. Uh, I guess we can mention it real quick. Uh, Saturday Night Live uh, had Ronda Rousey on this week and Selena Gomez. Let's just say there was more Selena Gomez in the episode than Ronda Rousey, which should tell you something about her performance. <laughs> they did not use her <laughs> the way they should They barely used her. It was kind of a waste, and the sketches were pretty lousy. Yeah. Moving on. So, Heroes. Heroes. What do you want to talk about? So you liked the original Heroes yes. run. I like the original run. I liked... Okay, liked the... Maybe not the right word. <laughs> I endured the entire series run on television. I watched it every week. I was committed. Even with the plot got ridiculous, I was committed. You so were committed, when I that's heard, for sure. So when I heard Heroes Reborn <laughs> was coming back, I paid attention to that news. I saw who they were bringing back as casting, uh-huh. and I was super pumped for it. I thought, okay, they got some great cast members coming back. They're going to continue the story. I was all excited for it, and then they ran the show. <laughs> so how bad was it? It wasn't necessarily bad. <laughs> it was season two convoluted, <laughs> where they had a lot of plot points running everywhere. Are you saying they started off where they left? Or they started where they left off? Yeah, they kind of started <laughs> where they left off, yeah. and they never reconvened. <laughs> the they stuck with this time traveling plot of uh, let's see how we can use time travel to uh, fix everything yes because I'm because time travel is of course the most powerful power you can ever have yeah if you can stop time manipulate it you can basically own the world mm-hmm. and they stuck with that to a T to their grave mm-hmm. it, I think it is the sole reason it's not getting a second season I think because they didn't utilize the characters that they originally had, uh, that they were able to bring back to their full potential. Right. Well, they wrote themselves in a corner with a lot of those episodes, with a lot of those characters, right? Yeah. They killed off Hayden Pantier. Right. Which, you know, if you were going to bring back heroes, you should probably have Hayden Pantier involved, but of course you can't. She's doing Nashville. <laughs> well, that's true, too. Right. And I think she had some kids as well. Yeah, that happened. Yep. She, she, you know. And they kind of rewrote everything to like to make it fit their way, which didn't fit with the original series of Heroes. You're saying they retconned some stuff? They tried to. Yeah. They tried to retcon. It didn't quite work out the way they wanted to. Uh-huh. I know the audience didn't perceive it as well as they wanted to. And it only lasted 13 episodes. But they do what they all all seasons of Heroes do is at the end of the last episode, they kind of set it up as if oh we can do more. But even that setup was terrible. Wherein the two leads, the twins, each get a tarot card. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> and tried to set up like oh this was left by your father <laughs> who is. Nathan Petrelli, uh-huh. who is played by Adrian Pastar, okay. who is currently on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. <laughs> crossover? No, not no. crossover. Aww. 
However, Heroes did not get a second season. No more. I think if they were going to go with the tarot card reveal, it would have been stupid. People would have just immediately noped the hell out of there, just like uh, (laughs) NBC did. Nope. And that is no longer a thing. But, I mean, if you want to go back... No big loss, it sounds like. There's no big loss. If you want to go back and watch it, just for shiggles... It's, it's more shit than giggles. <laughs> Heroes reborn. Shiggles. More more shit than giggles. Mike Nada. Basically. Media Boat Podcast. Media Boat Podcast. Oh. Put that on the masthead. Actually, just that should be our slogan, too. Media Boat Podcast. More shit than giggles. <laughs> All, right. All right. What else did we watch? Uh, so, when, uh, when one thing dies... Another thing gets brought back to life. Right. And in this case, it was Fox and X-Files. And that is our rendition of the X-Files theme song. Okay, I think they got it. The truth is out there. Is that still... Do they use the same theme? They use the exact (laughs) same footage. Yes. Yeah. They, they did do. not update it. Yeah, I know funny. they didn't update when it because they Hulu. showed the badges yeah. and they were the exact same. Yeah. No, when I was looking at Hulu, the best part is that they just refer to it as a season eight. Yeah. It's not like it's like no time shit passed. They're just like, no, this is season eight of X Files. Yep. It's just it's just back. Not a relaunch, not a reboot, just back. Uh, Never nine. left. What? I think I think it's nine. Oh, whatever it is. Season whatevs. I don't know. I just thought it was funny that they were keeping... Not like season one of the reboot. It was, this is the next season of the X-Files. Yep. So how was it? Well, I did not watch the original X-Files. So you have no idea. I have never seen an episode (laughs) of the X-Files. Well, guess what? Neither have I. Why are we covering this? We are covering this because I decided, hey, I'm kind of blind and new coming into this. Let me check it out. And... They did a two-hour premiere following the NFC game of the Panther Will Pass. Mm-hmm. Right. And I watched the first two episodes. They try, they're they trying to make everything relevant because now technology is caught up mm-hmm. to where CGI is everywhere in it. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of well hidden. The CGI is out there? The CGI is out there. Um... <laughs> They're basically saying all these government conspiracies are actually real conspiracies, okay. but not by aliens. Okay. They're by actual people trying to create an apocalypse to happen. Oh, interesting. Yes. So it's not lizard people, but it's not lizard they're doing people. lizard things? Kind of, Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's... Well, having not seen an episode of the X Files, it is weird. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would guess that. Also, having not seen the X Files, yes, is cigarette smoking man in any of them? Yes, <laughs> he is. But <laughs> that's my extent of knowledge about the X Files. However, cigarette smoking man. However, you might like, you might like this. <laughs> okay, because cigarette smoking man <laughs> has been smoking all these years. Sure, he is currently is the he? cigarette ad lady. Wait, wait, what? Okay, you remember the don't the don't smoke ads? Yeah. With the the lady with yes. the hole in her neck. Oh, he has a hole in his neck. He has a hole in his neck. Oh my god. And he still smokes. Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. They Cigarette did that. Smoking man. 
<laughs> so don't smoke. Because you'll end up like cigarette smoking, man. There, throughout all of X-Files, <laughs> there is no cure for smoking. I guess not. Jeez. Nicotine is bad. Yeah. And uh, X-Files is not that bad. Good. I think if you're a fan of the original X-Files, you'll like it. Maybe. Well, more, we know. more than you will, heroes. Maybe. I think. Well, well, God, yeah. <laughs> yes. I think that's decided. We don't even have had to watch original X-Files to know that this is probably better than Heroes. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying that if you watch original Heroes, you kind of like he- Heroes Reborn. No. But no. No. But here, if you watch the original X-Files, you're, you're probably, probably going to like to watch to yes. Like this. Yes. That's just basing it off of the first two episodes. Right. We don't even um, know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes <sighs> in the season. <laughs> right now, it's... From what I understand, this is just a mini experiment, yes, right? They've ordered six episodes of this? Yes. Uh, yeah. Six or thirteen. I think it was just six. You might be right. That sounds right, because I remember it was going to be really limited. Yeah. So, yeah, currently it probably is a six-series uh, run, but if it does well... Because at this point, it's Fox just being like, maybe this people will watch this again? I don't know. Yeah. Is this just seeing if it's just nostalgia or if it's beyond that? Well, it is beyond that, actually. Mm-hmm. It has higher viewership now than than it's ever had. Wow. Yes, it did I don't, I'll see if day. I can try and pull up the numbers here, but it's impressive. Right now, uh, for its premiere uh, episodes, it had more viewers than its pilot, and more viewers than its season finale, cool. both of which were its previous uh, top two of view getters. That's impressive. Yep, and so uh, the ratings, if it does, if it continues this, I think uh, thirteen million viewers. Basically, if it, it's a, in a high, like a nine, ten, consistent viewership, uh-huh. million viewers, it will uh, be enough for Fox to say, "Hey, this is good. We want a full season." Yeah, right. What website were you just on? Where you just navigated out? Was that Reddit? Yep. Okay, because I saw something where somebody was talking about Cop Rock. Yep. And I feel like everyone all the time should be talking about Cop Rock. Because what is Cop Rock? I just wanted to talk about Cop Rock. Real quick. Right. It has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. I just saw them talking about Cop Rock. Uh, cop Rock was a cop show musical that existed in 1990. Before Glee was, was even a thing. Best idea ever. Okay, anyways, I'm done talking about Cop Rock. Okay. <laughs> What's next? What's next? Um, Are we moving on from television to music? Uh, well, do you want, let's go to deaths. So, Abe Vigoda. Uh, yeah, we could probably talk about this briefly. So, Abe Vigoda, a uh, famous actor. Uh, you might remember him from The Godfather. You also might remember him from his leading role on show that's escaping my brain right now. Um, <laughs> it was a cop show. He was yes. a detective. Not Columbo, the other one. <laughs> God. Uh, Barney Miller. He yes. was uh, the lead character in Barney Miller. He passed away at 94. Uh, but most notable, uh, well, not most notable. Obviously, his work is the most notable mm-hmm. thing. But fun little weird trivia about him: thirty-four years ago, there was an erroneous port of, a report of his death that kind of made him a cult figure because it, basically somebody had reported him dead. Yes, and, and so he wasn't. He had, was still very much alive. And so the fact that he lasted to eight ninety-four, still alive, uh, was kind of amazing. Yes. So. And even uh, Google is surprised because the second Google search when you type in Abe Vigoda is, is Go- Abe Vigoda alive. To clarify to people, 
but he was, at least until recently, still alive. So, uh, then we have some more symbolic deaths. Um, Netflix. Netflix. It is the end of the month, which means shows will be leaving. The Netflix chopping block. That's what we should call this segment. All right, the Netflix chopping block. What's on the Netflix chopping block this month? Doctor Who. So, if you were binging Doctor Who, you can't. The entirety of Doctor (laughs) Who, all 18 seasons, uh, will be gone. Say goodbye, because they will not be there for too much longer. In addition... All of Pokemon will be gone. So if you're a trainer and you want to catch them all, better catch them before the end of the month. But the other thing, though, is that only the Indigo, what they have currently, will be gone. Which is Indigo, uh, Diamond Pearl, I think, is what they're at. Sure. Or no, Black and White? Uh, that's a good question. Black and White. I think it's Black <laughs> and White. The Unova? Yeah, Black and League. White. Black and White. And then uh, and like three other movies that they currently have yep. are going to be gone. Yep. However... Of the following month of February, they will start airing um, X and Y. Oh, sweet. Yes. Okay. And like uh, uh, like four or five of the movies that came out since okay. then. Cool. That's actually good news because uh, I had been I've been interested in the X and Y series because I really really liked the mm-hmm. X and Y games. Uh, I mean, yes, it's not the greatest show in the world, and especially as anime ghosts, pretty lousy. However. The other day, I was uh, showing you a Pokemon battle some of in the, that league. Some of the new stuff they're doing is interesting, and I like how they're actually doing stuff with the games more in the show than they used to. It seems to be a better representation of the actual game than it did back when we were kids. But anyways. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. Is that, so, that, what, is that uh, what we have for I think. That? Oh, and Fuller House comes uh, next month as yes, well. Yes, Fuller House is next month. But that's at the end of the right? month. End of the month on the 26th. I am I myself the most excited for the Carly Rae Jepsen co-sang theme song, which no one has heard yet. <laughs> Is that even out yet? No. That's what I said. No one has so heard it yet. So literally no one yet. has heard it yet. No one has heard it yet. Uh, as far as I know, they have not released it, but Carly Rae Jepsen does a duet with some other dude for the theme song, which I'm excited about. Okay. So uh, moving on to moving music. Moving on to music. Kanye West. This week in Kanye. We have a lot about Kanye this week. He just is the gift that keeps on giving this year. 2016 so, what is has Yeezy Kanye season. given us? Kanye has given us, uh, one, a new album title. So last week we reported that his album, then named Swish. Swoosh. Was due, swish. Swoosh. That's the Nike symbol. Yes. This is a Swish. Okay, Swish. Uh, was supposed to be released, or was going to be released on February 11th. That remains true. However, one thing has changed. A couple things have changed. One thing is the name has now changed again. This is the third time to Waves. Also, the track list from last week's reveal has been changed slightly to involve 11 tracks now. The last of which is has probably my favorite name of a song in the last 10 years. Ultra Light Beam. <laughs> Kanye West has created a song called Ultra Light Beam. I just want to wrap your heads around that one. ULB. ULB. I guess, it, well, it's a couple songs after FML, so be that as whatever. But, anyways, so that's at least slated still for February 11th, so come the 11th, we will probably talk about that. Uh, another Kanye news got into some Twitter beef uh, yesterday with fellow rapper Wiz Khalifa. Uh, not sure really what it was about. Did you see the origin of this? Because 
I got to it too late. He had already removed the tweets. No. All I know is that something sparked some sort something, and that they were arguing about it. And Kanye showed him the door. One of the th- one of the responses I believe was, "I own your son," which was a pretty good Kanye line. But um, the weirdest part of all this is that they're. Um, uh, go, go ahead. bringing up the story, so yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Go ahead. But the, my favorite and the weirdest part about all this is that Wiz Khalifa's—is she still dating him? Are they still a thing? Who? Him, her, uh, him, and Amber Rose. Are they still a thing? I believe so. So Amber Rose is a model who used to date Kanye uh, pre in the pre Kim years. In fact, if you're a Kanye file, uh, you might know that she is the woman being referenced in most of the songs off of uh, Twisted Fantasy, uh, most notably uh, uh, Devil in a Blue Dress, I believe is the song, uh, that mostly references uh, basically how hot he was on the idea of dating Amber Rose at the time. Well, after they broke up, she ended up with Wiz Khalifa, and so there was some weirdness going on, I guess, between the two of them, where... um, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was a, basically a misunderstanding. Okay. So, uh, after um, Kanye tweeted out that he changed his name from Swish to Waves, right? Wiz Khalifa tweeted out, uh, "Hit, hit this KK and become yourself." Uh, KK, yeah. as Kanye took it, being Kim Kardashian. Got it. Meaning, because on the paper it was signed, Kylie was here. Right. Meaning that. Supposedly taken that the Kardashians had some influence in uh, the creation of Kanye's upcoming album. Yeah, which seems to be the case, yes. Which I believe is how Kanye took it. Oh. As in, Wiz saying that you can't make an album yourself, hit this K- hit this KK. Aha, I see. And, be- okay. and become yourself, meaning get the Kardashians out of your right. way and get back to your sure. roots. Sure, okay. That's how Kanye took it, because Kanye takes everything out of proportion. He does. Wiz later tweeted, KK is weed, fool. Reasons you're not wavy. Go back to Swish. <laughs> That's pretty good. And Kanye, uh, apparently did not like that, proceeded to bash right. Wiz Khalifa yes. with some rather mean tweets, specifically towards Amber Rose. Mm-hmm. And I believe they're cool now. So... Let's fast forward. Is the is is the tweet from Amber Rose on here? I see. When I was going to reference, because I'd rather just read it. I believe I just have straight Kanye's. <laughs> it's a lot of Kanye's. Yes. I think it's just a Kanye rant. Lovely, my brother's people. Yeah, Kanye. Kanye's back. This album is actually a golf. Yeah, I saw album. these. I saw all these. Yes, I don't think there's an Amber Rose on here. Uh, they don't have the it. Well, Amber Rose's response to all this on Twitter was actually pretty entertaining. It was something along the lines of, uh, well, okay, I'll just say the funny part because I can't quote it right now. Um, She referenced something about Kanye enjoying, um, let's say, her pleasuring a part of him uh, that is not super common for guys. Bro job, bro job. Uh... His butt? <laughs> oh. His, 
is uh, the interior of his butt. You had a colonoscopy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, apparently as part of their, their, um, intimacy. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, there you go. So Kanye likes butt stuff. That's a very Kanye thing. <laughs> Anyways, I guess so that was the big reveal here. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it for Kanye news this week. I swear we will stop talking about Kanye very soon. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's probably the most Kanye thing he's ever tweeted. That's the most... Okay, no, no. which one? Says, oh, niggas must think I'm not petty because I'm the best that's ever made music. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of ho- was hoping you weren't going to quote it wholesale. Well, sorry. Uh, we have the uh, explicit tag. Uh, that's not my point. Anyways. Um... <laughs> also, you have distracted from my creative process. <laughs> I went to look at Twitter, and you were wearing cool pants. <laughs> pants. I screen grabbed those pants and sent it to my style team. Hashtag, Wiz wears cool pants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't all know right. what Kanye's going we on. We don't with. need to read all these Kanye tweets. Yes. But I, I will say one thing about Wiz. Uh, I was going to show you this, but he was on Power 106 yeah. um, earlier today. Okay. And he did a... Or is it today or yesterday? And he did... A rap over Adele's Hello. Okay, sure. It was pretty good. It was a freestyle rap, and it was pretty good. It was also about weed and wanting to get high. Of course, because it's Wiz Khalifa. It's Wiz Khalifa, and if he's going to rap anything freestyle, that's what it's going to be about. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'll show that to you sometime. So and let's move that bad. on from rappers dissing rappers to... Rappers dissing scientists. Are you talking about B.O.B.? <laughs> All right. So <laughs> this I know a little bit more about because I was actually – I saw this happening on Twitter. I don't follow Atlanta's own B.O.B. Probably most – A.K.A. Bobby Ray. Ma- most famous probably for – he had a couple of hits. He, from, well, he uh, had Magic, but mostly yeah, from um, with Airplanes. Yeah, uh, airplanes with, with Haley Williams. Williams, but he had a couple of other like his own songs, mm-hmm. I believe, at the time. But yeah, uh, so he's not a super like he's not a super well known rapper anymore. He kind of had his moment and then disappeared. But he made news this week by going on Twitter, ranting about how he thinks the Earth is flat. Yes, a person who lives in 2016 thinks the Earth is flat. So, I'm going to be quick here. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Yes, go go ahead. Well, what, what about uh, the, the Earth is flat? So, yeah, he thought the Earth was flat. Uh, and he tweeted, thusly. He basically tweeted a picture of a, um, a vista from above, like, a hill on a hilltop of two cities. And with the caption basically saying, look at the horizon between those two cities. I don't see any curve there. Basically looking for a curve on the horizon. So, our favorite uh, science cop, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who must let everybody know when something isn't real, went on on a Twitter rant about uh, to, to mentioning B.O.B., about how wrong he was. Um, how wrong was he? He was very, very wrong. <laughs> Obviously, we all know the Earth is very much not flat. Anybody who's seen pictures from outer space can tell you that. Also, physics tells you that. <laughs> Also, hundreds of years of science tells you that. So, yes, Neil deGrasse Tyson was 
very, very uh, quick to try to correct B.O.B.'s course. Except B.O.B., being a rapper, decided to respond with a diss track <laughs> about Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> and here's where it gets awesome. Neil deGrasse Tyson's nephew decided to write a diss track about B.O.B. One, who knew that Neil deGrasse Tyson had a nephew. And two, that Neil deGrasse Tyson's nephew is a rapper. <laughs> So all sorts of th- uh, knowledge was dropped this week, and it was all awesome. So that happened. All right. Well, I'm going to continue our um, train of rappers. Okay. Uh, but this one is not making a fool of himself. Right. I'm yeah. talking about the game. What did the game do this week? The game lost. <laughs> the game lost? They lost the game. I lost the game. No. The game um, <laughs> is actually from uh, Michigan. Okay. Much like Eminem and a bunch of other people. Sure. And Detroit. Detroit. Rock City. But uh, he's, well, okay, so oh, let's do this. Uh, Flint, Michigan. The, there's a big, yes. huge water. Flint, Michigan. Yes. Okay, there's a big, huge uh, water uh, impurities going on over there. Uh-huh. Lead in the water, basically poisoned. Lead in the water. And so celebrities, <laughs> um, music celebrities, <laughs> have, uh, I think, have uh, been. Um, Saying that they're donating ten thousand uh-huh. dollars in order for a relief fund to help bring in fresh water to Flint, Michigan. The game sees this and says, "Y'all are pussies," <laughs> and he donates half a million dollars, Woo! which is then matched by his water company that he sponsors to also half a million. Wow! So, the game brings in one million dollars. Which is well over these ten thousand uh, dollars that all these uh, famous uh, musicians are donating. Cool. It basically says, "Step up your game. If you're gonna do something, <laughs> step up your do game. something." Yes, the game is telling <laughs> other people to step up their game. I have a question about the game. Go ahead. You might not know the answer. I don't know. Which the is answer. more popular, the rapper, the game, or the television show, the game? The rapper. You don't think anybody watches the television show, the game? No, I'm gonna tell you how popular the rapper, the game is. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> People didn't believe that he had $500,000 in his bank account because, uh, hey, he's the game. What's he done lately? Yeah, what has the game done lately? I actually don't know. <laughs> I don't know where he has this money from. But in order to prove uh, how real he was about this, he did. He showed on Twitter a wire transfer <laughs> from his actual bank account. <laughs> of course, all the information blurred out. You would hope. All the pertinent information blurred out. Yeah, you would hope. That you would hope. <laughs> Showing the wire transfer of $500,000. Wow. That's not the crazy part. The crazy part is his remaining balance <laughs> of $13 million. Holy crap. Okay. In his checking account. His checking account. Because <laughs> who knows what the hell else he has in his savings or in an investment portfolio that I assume he has. But in his checking account, he has an additional $13 million. <laughs> who has $13 million? I don't know. Not the game. I just watched. Uh, I just watched an old. I referenced this the other day, but there's a reason why I'm bringing this up. Okay. Uh, I watched an old episode, not old, but you know, from a few seasons ago of Saturday Night Live, and they, Bill Hader did a bit where he was Al Pacino checking his bank account, yeah. <laughs> and it was basically like the joke was that Al Pacino has all this money is in saving in his savings, but he has like fourteen dollars in his checking. <laughs> Because he just basically withdraws from his savings every time he wants to buy something. <laughs> and so he's, like, basically asking the, 
the Wells Fargo lady, who is being played by Kristen Wiig, and basically saying, so how much is one of those space mattresses? Do you think it's like 600 She's like, it's $600. She's like, I'd like to withdraw $620. <laughs> From my checking. <laughs> and then she just goes, and then she just goes, you know, why don't you just deposit move a bunch of money from your savings into your checking so you don't have to do this so many times <laughs> he just doesn't get it i feel like the game is the opposite of that it's just like he has all his money in his checking account and nothing in his savings <laughs> maybe but the game tell people to step yes, up their game the game because he still has 13 million dollars he could potentially <laughs> donate from somewhere. Potentially. Somewhere. I don't know where he gets his money Maybe. From. Unless that's all his money. Yes. Then he's, then he's screwed. But. Okay. Uh, continuing in rappers. 13 million is a lot right. of money. Continuing in our uh, rappers Yes, music. we will be done with rap soon. Okay. But the last bit of rap. Well, I don't know. Does Rihanna count as rap? No, Rihanna is an, I would put her as a hip-hop R&B artist, I would say. Okay. Then I'm going <laughs> to skip Rihanna for now and go to Kid Cudi. Sure, because who the hell cares about Kid Cudi? Actually, that's mean. TV. No that's longer... mean. Sorry. Anyways, TV no longer cares about Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi was on television. Kid Cudi was on the show Comedy Bang Bang on IFC. Right. Do you know Comedy Bang Bang? I know of it. Okay. Comedy Bang Bang. I, I've never, I've never, I've never seen it. What is it? Is that like uh, SNL a comedy? Com- I think it's a sketch comedy thing. I think it. Because it started on the internet, I want to say. Right. And then IFC picked it up. I want to say it's sketch comedy. Okay. So sketch... I believe it's sketch comedy. Yeah. So sketch comedy... Uh, sketch comedy show, Comedy Bang Bang. Right. Uh, has a band leader. Yes. This oh! band leader was... I saw the other side Kid of this Cuddy. news story. This band I leader was... I didn't know that Kid Cudi was the current yes. person. Kid Cudi is the current band leader. Right. However... He has been replaced. He has been replaced. By none other than... The, the comedy magician, or musician himself. Comedy magician. And musician. <laughs> I believe he's a magician. I don't think he's a magician. He looks like a magician. Magi- he's great. Magellan. Magellan. He's the comedy Magellan. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Yes. Is now the band leader for the show. Yes. That's the new story I saw. Well, yes. I don't, so could Cuddy got weird. ousted? Yep. Was there a reason, or just... Um, they asked Weird Al, and he said yes. Also, I think uh, Kid Cudi's contract was up. And I believe his response was that he wanted to get back in the studio and make music again. Okay. And Weird Al, being um, the pull that he has from all of his, what do they call them, Yanko followers? Yanko files? Yanko files? No, that's probably something else. Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Weird not. Al's followers. Yes, yes. That's fans. a big following in his fans. Yes. And so ISC feels like they can bring in a yeah. larger audience. Probably. By having Weird Al. Also, I feel like it's a better fit than Kid Cudi. Yeah. Also, right. they could probably put Weird Al in sketches and he would be fine with it. True story. So Last you... time Weird Al had a television show, that was with his animated show in the, like, what was that, like 1999? Yep. Something and that was like the that. last time he was on TV. Yeah. It's been a while. So, if you have never heard of Comedy Bang Bang, but like Weird Al, you yes, might be playing into the producer's hands and be watching this as the new season uh, starts filming now and won't premiere until March. Yep. So, 
Weird Al's back on TV. Moving on. Moving on. Batman leaves Vampire Weekend, and that's all you need to know? <laughs> well, let, let's, uh, let me take this one. <laughs> this is actually kind of a big deal, if you care. Uh, so, you may have heard of the band Vampire Weekend. One of the members uh, has chosen to leave the band. Uh, his name is Rostam Batmanjili. Uh, he recently has not quite recently he's done a solo uh, a solo record before but he's about to release his second i believe and he announced that he will be departing the band proper uh right away pretty much he released a statement though where he said that he would still be collaborating with the rest of the band in the future they are currently working on their fourth album vampire weekend and so he will be helping still with the production and any in progress work will be finished with him involved However, he will no longer be touring with them. So they are already slated to perform at a Bernie Sanders rally, which will be coming up very soon. And they have already stated that Rostam will be replaced with somebody else who will be pinch hitting for him. Uh, but uh, Do we know who this pinch hitter is? I read the name, but it didn't. It wasn't somebody I recognized, but it is an established musician. I okay. just don't know who it is uh, by, by, by heart. Anyways... Uh, I'm a fan of the band. Um, I think that his work is partially why they're so good. He's kind of, kind of the hardcore musician of the bunch. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, it seems like it was an amicable decision. It seems like uh, there was no bad blood involved. So that's Taylor Swift. Yeah, I, I know. So yes. good luck to his endeavors and good luck to the future of Vampire Weekend. I look forward to hearing what that new album sounds like. Well, let's not worry about the future. Yeah. Let's worry about the now. Sure. And Rihanna has yes. dropped a single. She's dropped a single uh, called Work. Uh, featuring it's featuring Drake. Drake. We have not listened to it. We tried to find it on YouTube and failed miserably. Although we did get one of my favorite, um, fav now one of my favorite uh, YouTube experiences was to watch somebody's beat track uh, play while we had a... Uh, a screen that looked like a dude's torso with a bunch of random hip-hop terms on the screen, <laughs> including including flo floss, 808, trap beat, and, and dope. Yes. <laughs> just on the screen, just chilling. I don't know. Yeah, I unwittingly sub subjected <laughs> Matt to... <laughs> Some, what is known as viewer grabs. Some guy's beat CD. Yes. Matt, this is what happens when yes. people will do anything for views. Clearly. They will put up in the description exactly what you're searching for, but it will not be what it is, or it will be a reaction video. And holy hell, there were a lot of reaction <laughs> videos. There were. So anyways, uh, so this is the first single drop-in that will actually be representative of Anti, the new Rihanna album. That has been rumored for months and months and months, and everybody thinks it's going to drop any day now. Almost a month ago now, Tidal said that they were going to have the debut. Didn't happen. Apparently today, it was up on Tidal for like five minutes until it was pulled. So people do know the track list. I don't have it ready, but that's fine. We don't need to go over it. It's rumored to have been produced by Kanye himself. Speaking of Kanye... Uh, but other than that, we don't know a whole lot about it. No one's heard it in full. Uh, but the idea is that it will launch this week. So we will have a new Rihanna album out in the world probably in a matter of days. I would guess Friday, seeing as that's now music release day. 
So in a couple days, we'll have new Rihanna. New Rihanna, and I'll probably listen to it, and I'll probably tell you how it is. So look forward to that. I'll tell you how it is. <laughs> I, I hate Rihanna. I go up and down with Rihanna. I think some of her stuff is really great. However, I think Umbrella is a classic pop song. I think it, it works really well. However, Bitch Better Have My Money is a bad song. It's hilarious. It's an hilarious joke, but it's a bad song. I'm partial myself to Kate, 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 Ugh, Kate, That's Kate, a bad Kate, song, Kate, too. Kate, 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 that's Kate. a terrible song. Also, Rude Boy. Rude Boy is Come on o- and give it up. Rude Boy is an okay song. I don't Come on, Rude Boy, can't like you it. get it up? I don't like it as much as Umbrella, but... I think Umbrella is probably the best thing she's ever done. But, yeah. So, Rihanna. I like Rihanna when she slows it down, like, sure. uh, with uh, the Mickey Echo. Oh, that song. Uh, yeah. Stay. Yeah, that song's okay. Yeah. That song's all right. And I liked her in four or five seconds. Yes. Uh, she's good She's in that. So, she's a terrible rapper, but a good <laughs> artist. Well, she doesn't rap. It's she's always kind of singing. I guess Sometimes so. she kind of speaks, sings it a little bit, I guess, but she's not. Okay. She's not a rapper. Anyways. Anyways, we're going to move on to music. Wait, from music. From music to, to music. Games. No, to music. What? Well, game music. Game music? Because rock band. We have rock band news. Okay, well, let's make this brief, because I realize how probably niche this is. Yep. Guitar Hero sold better than rock band. Really? This year, by the way. Or last year, I guess. So probably most people don't care. Okay. I'll be brief. Uh, rock band 1 Export is up for Xbox One, finally, but not in Europe. Uh, but if you're a U.S. Xbox One owner uh you'll be able to get it it's not in the exports uh space in the song store however you will have to go to manage game on the xbox interface and download and go to your downloads and then if you go all the way at the right 1.6 gigs of songs if you have the rock band one import i mean uh will be ready to download so just go over there check it uh if you have that and then you'll have those songs other games. Other games. Mortal Kombat X. So Mortal Kombat X is getting re-released, right? That's no. part of the news. Well, that's also happening. Oh, uh, that's also part of Okay. So on, co- on consoles. It's being re-released. On consoles. On consoles. It will have new netcode is uh, one of the big things. So it will uh, play a little cleaner online. Okay. It's not getting a PC version, however, this of this new netcode. So if you're a PC owner, you'll have to deal. Okay. But I what's your that. news story? My news story is Machinima. Well, the channel, sure. YouTube channel and website yep. Machinima. Yes. They have been running for uh, two seasons now. Uh, what's called Chasing the Cup, in which people compete uh, playing Mortal Kombat X okay. to, for uh, esports, basically. It's esports, yeah. It's esports. Okay. Um, How's that going? It's actually done really well. Cool. So, on, on, uh, online, so well that the CW. Has picked it up. Wow. Huh. But not in its entirety. Okay. The CW will be will be aired on their website online, CWC. Got it. Much like uh, Yahoo TV and other right. s- sites trying to get into the online streaming game. So you'll be able to watch all the episodes there. However, you will be able to watch the finale of Chasing the Cup. On TV, on Valentine's Day, to, on the 14th. <laughs> so something else to do on Valentine's Day. Yep. Uh, I have a question. I probably don't know the answer, but uh, I'll try. K- 
can they show Mortal Kombat X on television? I guess that they can. Well, I guess so, because they, Conan's had it on his show. Yeah. Did they edit anything over that? Uh, no, no, they didn't, because I saw that uh, they're doing, like, a Super Bowl thing between the Seahawks yeah. and... Uh, they had, like, Gronk and uh, Sherman. Yes, you're right. On with Conan, both playing Mortal they Kombat. They didn't edit or cut away for, like... No, this... they actually uh, showed the finishing moves. Man, I'm kind of shocked by that. I think because it is video game violence that it's over the top and they'll get away with it, which is pretty big because yeah. back when Mortal Kombat first came right. out, that was the entire like, controversy. Yes, that was the entire controversy behind Mortal Kombat is, oh my god, he's pulling out his spine. This is terrible for my kid. And now that stuff is like a hundred times worse. I have, I own Mortal Kombat X and some of the stuff that happened in there, holy crap, it's hardcore. And I didn't think that was okay for primetime television, but I guess I could be wrong. You could be wrong, but we'll have to wait and see. CW is not cable. Yeah, it is. No, it's a network. Oh, it's a network, yeah. It's a freaking network. The fact that it can get away with that on a network is incredible. Conan's on cable. Yeah. So, I I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Okay. Um, Other... All right, I got three last stories. We're gonna yes. run through real quick. Yep. Pokemon twentieth anniversary going yep, on. They're having twentieth anniversary, so they're running a Super Bowl ad. Yep. Uh, watched. The apparently they don't know when the Super Bowl is, <laughs> so they released it online <laughs> two weeks early. Yeah, they did. And everyone watched it, and it is pretty amazing. It's cool. It's cool. I'm not sure exactly what it's advertising. It's basically just like kind of, uh, like. 20 years of Pokemon kind of recap kind of thing. Yeah. Although it looks like maybe they're trying to get some, grab some of that buzz for Pokemon Go. Maybe. Because everybody's so freaking excited for that thing. That's kind of what it looks like. Also, it, yeah. I read uh, somewhere that it might promote or might try to get interest in a live-action Pokemon. No way. Which, no. after watching, looking at that Pikachu. No. That's a weird-looking Pikachu. Yeah, it was weird. And it was like, <laughs> it's no. like it kind of looks furry, but it's kind of a Pikachu. It's just like, Pikachus aren't furry, are they? I don't know. <laughs> I had like a moment there where I was like freaking out. I was like, wait a minute. Do Pikachus have fur? Well, I guess so. What else is it? I guess so. Yeah, what, is, hair? what are they? It's a rat. Rats have hair. I guess, but... Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I don't want to think about this. This is weird. Anyways. But anyways. What's next? Um, yeah. So anyways, uh, Pokemon. Yes. Um, uh, we, the Saturday, I think, before the Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, CBS always runs the best of Super Bowl ads. Right. And they will actually have a behind-the-scenes featurette during that segment with Jim uh, Nance oh. on... Um, on uh, that Pokemon uh, commercial. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So, other than that, pretty sure that feature will be up online. So, you'll be able to see how they made it, uh, all the little um, details that went into making it, and what it is trying to promote. Sweet. And then we have a couple of releases that you wanted to talk about. Sure. Let me put my glasses back on. All right. We'll talk about <laughs> the apparently wit- I'm old. Uh, so The Witness uh, was released this week for PS4. Uh, the Witness is Jonathan Blow's next game. Uh, Jonathan Blow being the man who created Braid, which was an Xbox Live Arcade game that came out, I want to say, in 2008. 
uh, which was really critically well received. It was a basically a puzzle platformer that involved time manipulation. Um, but with The Witness is more like a mist style first person puzzle game uh, set, uh, set on an island uh, with mysterious secrets because isn't that always the case? Uh, so that was released this, this week. Uh, and other releases, I did not cover this last week, but when I was talking about Life is Strange, I name-dropped um, the game Gone Home. Well, if you did not get to play it, Gone Home it is now available on consoles. That's uh, PS4 and Xbox One. Um, I believe it's $19. Um, so, yeah, you can play some catch-up. Uh, that game's really cool. Uh, it's a first-person adventure game where you're basically in a house uh you're coming back from uh, college uh, after being away for some time your family is all gone and you're basically reading things in the house like notes books photo albums stuff in your own room and finding out where they are as well as learning about your own character's past and about some unrequited love it's a really well done game. I enjoyed it a lot when I played it on PC. So, give it a try if you haven't played it. Are you solely in the house? You are by yourself. No one else is there. So you're by yourself in this house trying to yes. figure out where everybody went. Uh, yes, by connecting clues. But it's equally as much as where's my family as it is basically retelling your story about what's happened to you over the last few years of your life. Okay. Yeah, it's really really well done. It's really cool. It's a period piece. Uh, because all the stuff you're reminiscing about happened, took place in the 90s. It's real cool. And with that, we shall wrap up the yes, media. Yes, because, God, it's been another two-hour podcast. I don't know how we do these. We, we <laughs> like to talk. Holy crap. And though. joke. And talk. Oh. And talk. So uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Me- Media Boat Cast. You can find us on Facebook, our uh, once again, our lovely uh, social media assistant Alex is not here tonight, but she is running that page. So say hi to her on the Facebook page. Just search bar Media Boat Podcast, and you will find us. My individual Twitter account is Quacker Drill Q U A C K E R D R I L L. My uh, Twitter account is not two N A U G H T the number two. And we will be back next week. With another episode uh, of the, the Media, Media Boat, Boat podcast thing, show. Talking, talking about media in the Media cast Boat. Casting boat. lines of media <laughs> lines. for media, about media, and media. Yeah.